1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the exclusive radio home of the Chicago Bulls. Sports Radio 670 The Score. And on the Odyssey app. Ball game over. Bulls win. Bulls win. Bulls win. Live from the Hyundai Studios,
2: presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. We are WSCR and HD Chicago, WBMX HD Two Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The score! Score!
3: Broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, presented by your local Hyundai dealers. A special guest this week, an old friend uh, from Chicago, from Neston, who would work out there in Boston. You can find him, Fox Sports. Chicken Dinner podcast used to be my co-host there, but it's not on the Twitter bio at SP Shoot. But you can also add, he's uh, the sports betting industry's watchdog. Anybody uh, that we think might be a fraud. Everybody's talking about who's on fraud alert. Is it the Giants? Is it the Jets? Well, SP Shoot is putting uh, people in the sports betting industry on fraud alert all the time. What's up, Sam? Yeah, I
4: know it's it's not the life that I wanted to live. But when you see somebody post that they have 54 wins and 54 (laughs) losses and they're up 100 units,
3: you have to say something, right? Uh, You're fighting the good fight. I don't have that energy anymore because it's a battle. You're never going to win. And if you say one word to certain people, like the mob mentality comes out in some, uh, which don't understand how betting works. But uh, yeah, you know, the boom is happening that we predicted years ago. That's why we went underground and we started the chicken dinner podcast and, uh, and look at everything now. And now people are trying to cash in and they kind of they just exposed themselves that's why i just i just let it be you're going to expose yourself you're going to say a team is favorited or it's a, a favorite is take they're going to take the points with the favorite that is a minus seven as, as a point spread in the nfl you know they, they kind of expose themselves after time you are just trying to boil my blood right now i know <laughs> what you're doing and i don't like it all right i'm baiting just a little bit all right here's one of the reasons i i thought about you we'll we'll break down patriots i mentioned Sammy's in Boston now over at Nesson covering the Patriots all the time, knows this team inside and out and all the betting angles that you should take a look at. We'll get to the bears Patriots coming up on Monday night, but I was thinking about you this past Monday night, because it's something you always talk about and tweet about. We've had conversations about some of these sports books that in primetime spots put out a boost. It feels like free money. I see people saying it's free money. Last Monday, it was Herbert to have one-plus passing touchdowns, and they boosted it from minus 800 to even money. It's all out Everybody's like, oh, free money, free money, go over here. Herbert, one passing touchdown, close the game, ended up with zero touchdowns. Your point is watch out. There's no such thing as free money, and it was front and center last Monday. My
4: favorite response, though, is when the people bet the boost and go, oh, the league is rigged, or I want a yeah. refund. It's like, look, they already gave you such a good deal, supposedly. They chopped it from minus 800 to plus 100. That in itself is a big enough gift. But I've always thought this all along, that boosts are BS. And if a sportsbook is willing to boost something from minus 150 to plus 110, or minus 250 to plus 120, whatever it is, they are more than willing to take that bet. And when a book is more than willing to take a bet on something, that should raise your eyebrows,
3: no? Absolutely. There's no such thing as free money. It's out there. Once in a while, they'll give you something to get you to come to the sports book, but once they have you there and you're hooked, they're not giving you any more free money. They're not giving you any deals. A lot of the deals that we hear, new customers only. It's about drawing in those customers, but once you're there, um, yeah, they're they're not trying to help you out. They're not trying to add to your bankroll at any point in time. I don't know what they saw. Maybe it was just uh, that lockdown Broncos defense, but it was uh, it was a good selection by the people over there. All right, let's uh, let's hit on Patriots Bears coming up on Monday. The point spread is now north of a touchdown. The conversation locally, Sammy is. Uh, It's like New England is a legit Super Bowl contender, and we understand how mediocre the majority of this league is right now. That's not the case. Now, it sets up a very poor matchup for the Bears because New England can run the ball, and it's Bill Belichick against a young quarterback. How out of control is this zappy fever uh, going on right now in your area?
4: It's wild, man. And look, I'm not a Patriots fan by any stretch of the imagination, but this team has been making people money Six games, they've got four covers, and it's really behind two principles, running the football with success and stopping you at doing what you do well because Belichick, for two decades now, has taken away the other team's best weapon. And it's funny because I was looking at this (laughs) game and I'm like, well, wait a minute, what is the Bears' best weapon? I don't know what it is. I have no idea. It's clearly not the punt returner. It's not the running back. It's not the offensive line. I guess you could make a case that it could be the quarterback, but he can't stay out of his own way. It's a weird game, though, Joe, because we just saw one of the guys at the Athletic report that if Mac is healthy, it's his show. It's his team. Well, Bailey Zappi is 3-0 ATS, and the only loss he has, he came in relief for Brian Hoyer in Green Bay, and the game went to overtime. And Belichick, like, it almost doesn't matter to the oddsmakers because there's really not a drop-off between Jones and Zappi. But Belichick wants Mm -hmm. the quarterback that's going to protect the football. And Mac Jones, in the first three games, had five picks and one fumble. He was trending in the wrong direction to begin with. I wouldn't change a good thing if I'm coaching the Patriots, but then again, I don't have six Super Bowl rings. When you look at this game, though, the obvious question is, for me at least, how many points do the Bears get? Seven, 10, 13, eh? As I say, 13, I'm like, hell no, I'm under 39 and a half for all of those reasons.
3: Yeah. If you want to go bears team total under, I get that. I'm sure some will bet alt spreads. You know how this is. I mean, we've been around this long enough and plus it is the NFL. Anytime everyone seems to be lining up on one side and we know teasers have been bleeding money this season. It's going to be the most popular teaser leg Such a uh, short total. And uh, that point spread that you could move past the three and the seven. What are we missing? What is everyone missing? Because when they're all lined up on one side, especially in prime time, a lot of times like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was too good to be true. The only thing I can think of is that the rookie Bailey
4: Zappi could have some Monday night jitters. But if he didn't have jitters on the road at Lambeau, that's a much tougher spot than it is on Monday night against Chicago. So I'm not going to overthink this one. In fact, I'm one of the 382 left in Circa Survivor. I'm using what? the Patriots. Yeah, I'm using them. I have to because I'm not going to pick them the rest of the year. Yeah. The rest of the year. There's no way. So I'm going to lay that. I'm going to pick them as a eight-point favorite to get through, just survive in advance. I think something that you have pointed out, though, is worth bringing up here, and I've been following this trend for the last five weeks now. The opposing running back. And the yardage prop against mm-hmm. the Bears. I mean, how does Ramondre Stevenson not get a Bill in this game? Bill is very good at one thing doing something that works. And he's going to look at that Bears defensive front that couldn't stop a nosebleed and can't stop a nosebleed. And he's going to turn and have whichever quarterback is starting, have him turn and hand the ball off. And they are going to run and run and run some more. So my favorite pets in the game, obviously I told you I've got Patriots to win the game in Survivor, but I think Ramondre Stevenson has a big game on the ground, and that running game bleeds the clock and leads us to like a 23-7 to 7 final. So under 39.5, but you
3: should have another big game for Ramondre Stevenson. That is the best survivor pick for my money, to take the Patriots, because when else are you going to take them? It is a perfect spot. Belichick will pass Hallis in the all-time wins list. Uh, I was more surprised that you were one of 382. Top six, 7% left in circus Survivor. Best of luck to you uh, moving forward for Damshire. I mean, that's impressive. Some of the listeners don't know a ton about some of these young Patriots players. It's funny. Belichick gets, gets slammed in the media after some of these drafts, it's Belichick. It's the goat, right? And then all of a sudden we're surprised when, when they're coming through, how good is Jack Jones and can he be the defensive rookie of the year?
4: He's in the conversation for sure. I really like sauce Gardner with the jets. I mean, they're not even throwing the ball his way out there in New York, but, but again, Belichick, if you think about the trajectory of the defensive backfield, remember it was Malcolm Butler came out of nowhere. And then Bill didn't want to pay Malcolm Butler because he had Stephon Gilmore. And then Stephon Gilmore leaves, and he's got J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson signs a big contract with the Chargers. Here's another cornerback. That's the one position that Bill has constantly been able to draft and develop or poach and develop. Mm -hmm. He is one of the best secondary coaches in the history of the sport. We know he's one of the best coaches, period, because of all the jewelry and the trophies and all that. But their secondary constantly gets better. And it's mostly homegrown. I mean, you look at how well Kyle Duggar is playing this year as a run-stuffing safety. You mentioned the kid, the rookie cornerback. They are never, ever outmatched in the secondary because they are developed well, they are coached well, and that is a testament to Belichick's ability to find the right defensive back, whether it be a corner or a safety, put him in a position to succeed, and develop them over time. Their secondary is always ready to rock.
3: Early odds with Joe Ostrowski at Sports Radio 670. The score, my guest this week, Sam Panionovich, over at Nessun in the Boston area, also does work, Fox Sports, and check out the Chicken Dinner podcast. All right, Sammy, you're in the Super Contest just like I am. You're having a bit of a better year, but we're both uh, very successful. When you look at the board for this week, we see eight games with spreads of at least six points, typically a dog player as am I we're similar in that fashion. Does it make it easier for you in a week when you have so many large underdogs and much of the league is just so mediocre?
4: Yes, it does make it easier because I love these spreads over six in the NFL, You know, I'm not a big 10, 11, 12-point player, so I'm not going to dabble on Carolina and the fourth-string quarterback. Mm -hmm. But you look at a spot like the Atlanta Falcons getting 6.5 against the public-friendly Cincinnati Bengals. They've been betting the Bengals all season long. That team on the offensive line is a mess. I'm not sure the coach is all that solid. They sort of caught lightning in a bottle last year in the postseason, and you give them credit for that, but they shouldn't be laying 6.5 here against a Falcons team that has looked a lot different With a mobile quarterback. That's what Arthur Smith wanted. Get Matt Ryan the statue out. Bring in Marcus Mariota. What's he doing? Well, look at Mariota. He is taking off and running, and he has changed that offense. I'm going to take Atlanta for sure in the contest. Mm -hmm. And another dog that I really, really think is interesting is the Cleveland Browns. Now, they are not a team that I want to lay points with. I didn't want to lay three or three and a half against New England. But that running game and that defense is built to hang inside six and a half against the Baltimore Ravens. I will definitely be on both um, Ohio games, if you will. I'm going to take the points with Atlanta. I'm going to take the points with Cleveland. And my favorite bet, I think, right now, I hate to say this, man, I'm going to lay a point with the Denver Broncos. The Jets are so popular right now and so sexy right now. And the look-ahead number for this game was Denver minus three and a half. You're telling me that Zach Wilson is going to roll into Denver as a one-point dog and deliver? The balloon is going to pop eventually. The Jets could be a good team, but you're telling me they're a pick basically, in mile high? Give me a break.
3: Yeah, man. No, I'm with you. I'm going to go through those and, and throw a few of these bigger underdogs at you. Get your thoughts. The Falcons one. Okay, the argument that I hear is they don't put pressure on the opposing quarterback, but the Bengals don't either. And and the reason the Falcons have been so successful, the only team 6-0 and ATS, is because of what you suggested, the offense. They're a top-eight offense, no matter what metric that you want to take a look at. Uh, the problem has been the defense. But if you, I hear a lot of people talking up Cincinnati. I don't know, man. After the Eagles? It's about to trash in the NFC. I'm looking at teams that are hanging around at three and three, like the Falcons that are 100 to one to win the conference. Like they, they could certainly do that, and the schedule really lightens up after this week. So I like your Falcons pick. The Browns divisional matchup makes a lot of sense. Ravens can't close a game, so are they going to win by at least a touchdown. And the Broncos, the case is, well, what if, what if it ends up being Ripping? What if they go to Ripon at some point? Okay? Russ is as bad as any quarterback in the league this year. So how much are you truly losing if you go down to Ripon? Remember, you were on BetQL Daily earlier this year, and you had talked to some bookmakers about QB1 to QB2 on various teams and how big the drop-off is. And at that point early in the season, I think the biggest drop-off in the NFL was after, after Russell Wilson. Well, that is not the case anymore. I don't even know that there is one, Sammy.
4: Well, there's a drop off, but it's not an eight not point big. drop off. Yeah. Well, it, coming into the season, you know, oddsmakers thought it was seven, eight points. And clearly to your point, that's not the case. And that's because Russell Wilson, I think, unfortunately, he doesn't leave the pocket. He doesn't roam about the cabin anymore. And that's what made him so dangerous for years and years and years. His ability to create something out of nothing. I think he also cares more about what he looks like before the game than he cares about the playbook and all yeah. that. But you know, him and Ciara think they're like freaking Beyonce and Jay-Z. So if I was a teammate of Russell Wilson, I would not be all too happy at this point. Um, but still, it, the jet thing is just too much for me right now. And I've been playing the jets a lot. Yep. I took seven and a half against the Packers. I played them in another big spot. I can't remember earlier this season when they were catching points. I think it was against Miami and they got to the window. But, man, the New York Jets should not be going on the road and catching a point in the mountains, in the elements, in those conditions. That makes no sense to me. No
3: doubt. All right, let me throw a few other underdogs. Get your thoughts. It's funny. We just line them all up, right? No big surprise for people that know how we like to bet. The Lions are touchdown underdogs at the Cowboys. Detroit coming off the bye. Dak Prescott makes his return. We've seen him in the past return from uh, injuries, and he hasn't looked great. We saw uh, Russell Wilson, the, the aforementioned Wilson, make his return from a similar injury last year, and he was hobbled for quite a few weeks. This is a big spot for the Lions, a couple of weeks to prepare. The defense has been awful all season long. Now, if there is one strength of the Lions, you'd have to say that they can protect Goff. And that's the big strength for the Cowboys. Maybe it isn't a blow-up game from Micah Parsons like we've seen so many times this year. Getting seven points with a team that can move the football up and down. Now, they've had trouble stopping teams, but they can move the football. And the best way to attack the Cowboys is via the run. And we've got one of the better backs Swift returning. Iman Ross St. Brown is coming back. Uh, This is going to be big for the Lions. I think getting a touchdown... Is, uh, is too much, and it's also too much for the Texans. Who are the Vegas Raiders to be laying seven with their one-in-four record? They play every week close. Uh, Carr has the second-highest bad ball rate in the NFL. Coming off the bye, he has not been very successful in his career. The Texans aren't great. They fire Easterby earlier on in the week. So a lot of things going on behind the scenes and there are questions about Davis mills, but that's way too many points for the Raiders to be laying seven for a team with one win there. And you know, a team that I've kind of adopted in the NFC just because I think it's a big surprise and what a story it is with Geno Smith and he's getting what now we're at back to six and a half at the chargers, a beat up chargers team. You've had a number of offensive weapons not practicing this week, a beat-up offensive line, and then the Seahawks, they've had trouble defensively, but that was early. They are slowly getting a lot better. Uh, The rookie cornerback Tariq Woolen, has an interception in four consecutive games. They put up points, and oh, oh, Rashad Penny goes down. That's okay. Here's Kenny Walker. He's come in and done a nice job. So Lions, Texans, Seahawks, just line up all these big dogs. I like them. Commanders are starting to scare me they're getting way too popular against the Packers as that line's been coming down. (laughs) (laughs) So many ways I can start this. Let me,
4: let me start by saying, I have my short list. We have to get to five against the number in the contest. I have seven on my list (laughs) and two of those teams are on that list. The lions plus seven. I love the number, you know, numbers, not teams. Give me a full touchdown with a quarterback that is getting healthier His offense is getting healthier. Swift and St. Brown probably going to play the offensive line, getting healthier. Health is a big deal. Can I say health one more time on this damn interview? Lions plus seven is on my list. I also have the Seahawks plus six on the list. I did not put Houston because I'm not betting that garbage, but I'll tell you what.
3: I'll
4: be rooting for Houston because you know the Raiders are going to be a popular survivor pick. Mm. So I've already got enough skin there without having to invest any of my own money. Another game I have on the list, and I I really want to pull the trigger, but I'm not sure I can do it. Packers
3: minus five. Yeah, I kind of want to now, but I don't know that I'm going to be able to. I know, like, we don't want to do it, but we should do it. We probably should. We probably should. Uh, Are you scared
4: of Taylor Heineke?
3: Yeah. (laughs) Rivera, extra time to prepare. I'm scared of it just not being Wentz. Because I never want to bet on Wentz. I actually feel a little, little more comfort backing the commanders with Heineke than Wentz. So I guess the, the high variance is not there. We should feel better about the Packers. But there's nothing I've seen where, where I want to support them. You know, it's just, it's really bad right now. I don't, I don't know what they're doing well.
4: Yeah, I hear that. But at the same time, I mean, you and I have done this long enough to know that you have to buy the dip. I remember you bought the Eagles to win the NFC or maybe the Super Bowl the year they ended up winning the Super Bowl. Didn't you bet them at like 40 to one or something like that? Yeah, you bought the dip. I'm looking at the NFC playoff picture right now. Actually, not the playoff picture. I'm looking at the NFC betting board and the Eagles are two to one, 220 to win the NFC. Okay, cool. You, you, You can have the Eagles. But the next five teams are all flawed. Tampa Bay, five to one, Minnesota, seven to one, the Niners, eight to one, the Packers, ten to one, the Cowboys, eleven to one. I could make a case for any of those five teams. Yeah. And the point that I'm trying to make is if you can buy the right horse that has fallen behind the pack a bit, you can make some money here. And the Green Bay Packers before the season were four, five to one to win the conference. And now I can bet them at 10 to 1. You saw the report this week that they're going to try and trade for Chase Claypool. The O-line is finally getting healthy with Bakhtiari and Jenkins. It's still Rodgers. He still can win a game or two in the playoffs. I just need Green Bay to get to the title game. Or maybe you need Minnesota to get to the title game. If you can skip past Philly, there's value on five teams to win the NFC. It's very wide open, and you just have to swallow your pride and bet a team at a big number.
3: Early odds of Joe Ostrowski, 670. The score, Sam Panianovich, my guest. Sammy, we got to hit on college football. Uh, I'm not blowing smoke here. There is nobody I know in the sports betting industry that gets more injury information at the college football and college basketball level than you. And I know there's a few games uh, that you bet. Why don't, why don't you run through them?
4: Well, wow.
3: Northwestern money line for starters. No. Get um,
4: out. Yeah. <laughs> Meow. I. Uh... I'm hearing, and we won't know this likely until kickoff on Saturday night, because that's how a lot of these coaches keep this, but we are hearing bad things uh, injury-wise about Minnesota quarterback Tanner Morgan, who left the game last week in Champaign against the Illini. We don't think he's going to play. And if he does play, that's probably even worse because he's not healthy. He's just banged up right now. He has not been practicing in the land of 10,000 lakes all week. So it sounds like they're going to go backup quarterback on the road into the whiteout Happy Valley. Mm, Not ideal. Um, I laid four with Penn State. Assuming this comes out the way I think it's going to, Penn State goes off as a six-point favorite. We shall see. But if it's a backup quarterback, Joe, from an already overrated Minnesota team that's played really nobody and, and beaten nobody, I mean, they have four wins against Absolute Cupcakes, two losses to Purdue and Illinois, How does Minnesota go into Happy Valley in the whiteout and hang with Penn State? I don't see it. I think you should lay the points right now. Anything under seven is probably good here.
3: Two more games I know you hit. Syracuse, Clemson, Kansas State, TCU.
4: Yeah, I'll keep it quick. I like the points with Kansas State. I really think Martinez has played so much better than he has over the last handful of years. The dog probably wins the game outright, but I love the number plus three and a half going into TCU. If you're down 10, worst case scenario, down 10, back door still open. I like K-State a lot. And look, this is one of my favorite spots in college sports when a team gets hot early and starts 5-6-0 and zero in college football. And everybody's talking about how great they are. And everybody who has a Syracuse degree says, oh, they're the best defense of <laughs> the ACC. And then they go to Clemson and they're catching 13 points. And you look at it and go, oh, wait, they're a top 15 team, they're undefeated, and they're catching 13 and a half. What am I missing here? You're missing the fact that Clemson is going to shut them down because Clemson has six NFL players on defense. And Clemson is the much better team and much better program. It's been a nice story, but eventually, Joe, the Cinderella slipper doesn't fit anymore. And Syracuse is going to lose this game 35 to
3: 17. Hey, we haven't been hearing from those people with Northwestern degrees much this year, right? Not since the opener, buddy, when they beat Nebraska and haven't won since. Duke, SIU, Miami, Ohio, Penn State, Wisconsin, all losses. Four of the next five on the road. The one home game is Ohio State, and then they close the season against Illinois. That's a much better Illinois squad. Be happy about your uh, Illinois with football. Meow. (laughs) At Shoot, Sam Panionovich, Nesson, Fox Sports, Chicken Dinner Pod, check it all out. Thanks, Sammy.
4: Honor to be back with you, man. I love coming home. Thank you.
3: Sammy jumps at any chance to get into it with the Wildcat Faithful. If you're still out there, he's not the only sharp college football better I know that is on the Kansas State Wildcats this week, so keep that in mind. I'll share my super contest NFL picks later on in the hour. Follow me on Twitter at Joe Ostrowski at Joe Ostrowski. We've got some Bears, Bulls, and An NBA MVP chatter with Jim Miller next. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, Saturday mornings 8 to 9 on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app.
1: Welcome. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details.
0: Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Back in on Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski Sports Radio 670. The score hanging out with you every Saturday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Uh, check out the podcast if you miss any of the episodes. And if you're with us on a regular basis, you know our weekly contributor, Jim Miller, drops by each and every week from Hawthorne Racecourse on Twitter at Hawthorne Jim. Jim, for those people that were with us all summer and at the start of the season, well, it's basically every week that you find a way to shoehorn in Bears for NFL worst record. And Jim, this thing is live. We know that the Bears got a couple of victories in their back pocket very early on, but they're not going to be favored again the rest of the way. If you look up The strength of schedule, remaining strength of schedule for the Bears, they actually have the second toughest schedule moving forward because there are a number of teams that are a lot better than people thought. The Bears are the long shot, not the Panthers down to like their fifth quarterback. The Bears are the long shot in the NFC at 500 to one. So your worst record is live.
2: Here's the thing too, Joe, and we talked about this early on in the season about shopping your prices and finding value at the start of the season you could get this bet anywhere from 9 to 1 to 12 to 1 the bears won a couple games they were up at 20 to 1 to be the worst team in the nfl mm-hmm. now things have kind of regressed back when you look at it right now okay houston is the favorite to be the worst then it's the bears panthers to me shockingly the seahawks and detroit but you look at the records joe to me the number has to be 3 that has to be the number you're shooting for for wins. Three victories, I think, is what's going to be worst record in the NFL. So it's Houston at 1-3-1, and then and that tie could become huge. Yeah. The Bears at 2-4, and four, Carolina at 1-5, and five, Seattle at 3-3. Three and three, So I'm eliminating them from the discussion. And then Detroit at 1-4. and four. But like you mentioned, Joe, it comes down to strength of schedule. You look at a lot of these teams, Joe, I don't see a whole lot of games. Like you said, favorite, okay, favorite's one thing. I don't see a lot of games left on some of these teams' schedules where they could have maybe a 40% chance of of a victory even. And the Bears, to me, there's only three possibilities left. Two games with Detroit, who I think is better, and then the Jets, and I think the Jets are better. I can't find a whole lot else for them.
3: I can't believe the Seahawks at 3-3 and are in this conversation as worst record. I mean, I think they're a lot closer to the middle of the NFC than the bottom. Geno Smith has been terrific. The defense is poor, but if you look up explosive plays, they're not giving up a ton of them, even though it's such a bad defense. That's interesting to me because what I've been doing this week is just looking at the NFC. It is so bad after the Eagles. It is terrible. Like, I hate all of these teams. That means there's value. It might just be one of these years where on the NFC side, if a team sneaks in, they can win the conference and make their way to the Super Bowl because it's not like the Philadelphia Eagles are unbeatable. Now, I love their talent. I think they have the best secondary in the NFL, and they're strong at every level of the improvement, strides we've seen from Hurts, but it's the NFL. It's one game. 60 minutes, I can see another team being better, and they're not going to be tested all season long with this soft schedule.
2: If you're to watch a Super Bowl right now after six weeks of the NFL season and you took, say, Buffalo or Kansas City against anyone in the NFC right now, wouldn't you say it's the Buffalo or Kansas City is a double digit favorite?
3: Oh, double digit on a neutral field. Maybe not
2: Philly. Anybody else in the NFC?
3: Right now, based on the information that we have at this juncture, yeah, I would say so. But. Do the Bucks find something with Brady? That would change that conversation, Brady in a Super Bowl. Could you imagine uh, people would talk themselves into taking the points on that side? But, yes, we watched it last Sunday. That was my big takeaway. I had the Bills, and it, it wasn't about being right. It was about, for me, that those two teams are playing a different sport than the yeah. other 30 teams in the NFL. It is so clear, Jim that those two teams are better. I don't care that the Eagles are undefeated. They are not on the same level as Buffalo and Kansas City.
2: You watch these teams at the end of a half, Joe, and it's insane. A minute left, 30 seconds left, 40 seconds left, and they're deep in their own zone. They're not saying let's go into the half and and just be content. No, they're thinking we're two plays from being in field goal range. They were able to do it. Kansas City's sitting there lining up for a monster field goal and nailing it. It's a different thought process. It's a different skill set, too. And these are teams that are sitting there ready to win. I think they're so, so good. Now, Joe, I want to get back to the Bears for this discussion because we premised this at the start of the season. And I want to premise it again now. It's not that I'm a Bears hater, it's that the Bears are where they are. And I think it's where they are because it's where management wants them to be. You have a new general manager who's going to be secure in his job, you have a new head coach. Who's going to be secure in his job. You're going to have a ton of cap space. And now you're getting draft picks back. And it's your own draft. This is the year you determine, okay, is Justin Fields any good? And we don't know that yet. He might have been drafted as the fifth quarterback in that draft for a reason. Because he might have been the fifth best quarterback in that draft. You have to find that out. Skill position players, we don't have a whole lot. There's already a discussion right now on who's our running back going to be. Is it Herbert? Is it Montgomery? We don't even know. I know. Receivers.
3: I know it's not going to be Montgomery. No, it's probably
2: not. No, and it, it, it may not be Khalil Herbert either. He's, he's probably a number two in the NFL, but you don't know. Then you have a bunch of skill position players for receivers, a very young secondary. You're trying to shop Robert Quinn, and you have a horrible offensive line. So the front office has so much to do. So here's the thing. Do you really want to win games when you're behind the scenes right now? Of course, the players do. You can't blame them. They they no. definitely want to. But don't you want a high draft pick? Don't you want that ability to get rid of Quinn and have a little bit more cap space available and then start doing the things the way you want? Say it's a three-win season this year. That next year becomes seven. Then the following year, you're becoming a playoff contender. That's the way you build things and get some job security in the league, too.
3: And even if they like Justin Fields, you want that high draft pick. Why? Because there are a lot of teams that are going to be chasing a quarterback, and that's why they're bad. I'm sure that they're going to want their own guy, but let's say what they see out of Fields, they're impressed. And they want him for the long haul. And they want to try and turn this around while he's on that rookie contract. Okay, cool. Well, there are a lot of teams that will give up a ton. A ton to move up. We just saw yes. what San Francisco gave up a couple of years ago to move up for Trey Lance, which looks like was the wrong selection. Look at all these quarterbacks. Aren't they fascinating? We're still trying to figure out if Zach Wilson's any good as the right. Jets are finding ways to win because of the impactful rookies that they have at other positions. Mac Jones reports are he is not happy yeah. in New England. Uh, we're gonna see Zappy Fever alive and well coming up on Monday night. That draft class is quietly. Super fascinating. Trevor Lawrence has these games wherein he looks like, yep, he's the dude. And then he has these other games where he looks like the worst quarterback in the NFL. Could have been a
2: draft class. That is an entire bust. You never know. Yep. But that's the thing about it. And there's always the next draft class and there's always that next group. We have a front office here too, Joe that has shown we're just willing to to trade draft picks to get more draft picks in lower rounds they just did it in this draft they pulled a bunch of guys in and that's what you need to do pull guys in and then find out if they're players and that's what they're doing and they've probably found some guys in lower rounds that could be decent it is a trend that I could see them doing again you're right they might get a high draft pick trade down for a player or multiple draft picks but uh would not surprise me one bit at all
3: Early odds with Joe Ostrowski, Sports Radio 670, the score with weekly contributor Jim Miller of Hawthorne Racecourse. Jim, we'll get to the Bulls in a moment with the season now underway, but I know you had some NFL MVP ideas.
2: Yeah, you know, actually, no, these are NBA. NBA, NBA oh, NBA good. Ideas. Oh, good. Yes. NFL MVP is one of the things that you talked about last week. It's so hard to, and we got to touch on it quickly because it's always about the quarterbacks.
3: It might so, be over.
2: <laughs> it, it, it probably is it, it, it's going to be Allen or, or Mahomes it, yeah. it's going to be one of those two but NBA MVP is always intriguing to me because you tend to wonder you see odds especially early in the year on some guys and you can find value early in the year all right your guy Joel Embiid right now you can get him anywhere from five and a half My to, guy. One to seven to one you My loved guy. Embiid last year
3: your no guy. I did it. your guy Embiid, no, it's going to be <laughs> broken down at some point. I would have put a dollar on him to win the all oh, good. No, this is perfect, Joe. This is perfect because you say
2: he's going to be broken down at some point. Let me ask you this what about James Harden right now? You can catch him anywhere from 35 to one to 80 to one. If Embiid's not going to be the guy and this is the team that's going to move, what about
3: Harden? Wow, uh, no. which is great. There are a lot of voters that don't like what he did to get out of his last spot or two. And he's always going to be viewed as the second guy. The numbers were terrific the other night, and they're going to be terrific all season long, but he's just, I don't see us ever being in a position where got to take a Sixers for MVP and Bean misses Time, the a one superstar. So let's take number two on the team. Ah, uh, when you see a seventy to one out there right now, that's enticing. It is, yeah. especially with a guy that's a triple double threat just about any night. But is he going to do it all season long? I just don't see it. And he's the second superstar on the team, so I don't see him being the MVP.
2: All right. Well, here's the thing: there's going to be so much Luca love this year, so I don't even want to talk too much about him because they said, "Oh, he finally worked out." I made job. I made oh, one congratulations. bet. Congratulations!
3: I made an NBA
2: MVP bet the other day. Want to hear it? Uh, yes, because I have one more guy, and I'm hoping it's the guy I have. Who'd you? Yeah. Have-
3: why don't you go then? Jason Tatum. Did not go Tatum. Okay, who'd you pick? Okay, Well, what's your Tatum case?
2: Durability. Durability is one of the things. He, he's a guy that you're going to get 75, 76 games out of a year. He always produces as a small forward. He can score. He can He can deliver the basketball. He'll go to the boards, but he plays minutes, and he's durable. And when you're on a team that's in a big market that should be successful, That's the reason I like Tatum. He's anywhere from eight to one to 14 to one right now. So he is getting some love in the league too, but I thought he was one of those guys that may be worth a
3: look. Went further down the board and I don't know how much he's going to be resting to make it through the year, but I went with an all-timer, man. The value. Don't say LeBron. I'm saying LeBron James. Oh, at 32 to one, he is going to become the all-time leading scorer in NBA history this season. Okay, The voters are dying to give him another MVP the last couple of years when he has a great month. He is the talk. That's the only thing anybody talks about. They want the Lakers to be relevant. And so I'm thinking if it's going to happen in his 20th season, this is his final shot. Too much value there, Jim. He's not even inside the top 10 and the odds board for the NBA MVP. There will be a point in the season we're talking about LeBron James. In fact, I also did this for a little bit of fun to tie in the Bears-Patriots game. I did a parlay LeBron James NBA MVP, Bill Belichick Coach of the Year, At 100 to 1, and the odds were 3,332 to 1 for the GOAT GOAT MVP Parlay. What do you think? (laughs) This is the best.
2: I pulled up the Lakers starters today. AD has played 36 to 40 games the last couple years. Yeah. LeBron's 37. Russ is 33. Pat Beverly's 34. Do you know who the fifth starter is for the Lakers right now? Nah, I don't. (laughs) <laughs> i don't lonnie care walker who lonnie no, they walker. Don't. no lonnie walker is the fifth starter for the lakers right now here's the thing everybody loves lebron and i'm not going to fault you for the selection for the one reason that joe we talked time and again about value the value is right now on lebron this is a team you have to play with the chip on your shoulder because you didn't make the playoffs last year He's getting later in his career. He wants to make the playoffs. There's always all the LeBron MJ comparisons. Mm -hmm. He wants to prove something. So, yes, when the value is there, you do have to go after it because it wouldn't surprise me if he gets off to a hot start. That number immediately will be cut in half.
3: He already got off to one. Look at his stat line so far. It's looking good. I feel good. And they lost. 32 to. I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) We've learned – that that doesn't matter as much as long as the stats are there and they do not want to give Jokic a third consecutive. MVP, no, no shot. That is that's a guarantee. All right, good stuff. Anything on the Bulls? Here's where I'm at. Uh, the win yeah. total before the season started the other day it keeps dropping. Open 45 and a half. We're down to 41 and a half. All the sharp money coming under on the Bulls. I think they miss the playoffs. What say you? See, I'm the other way. I I, I think this is going to be a positive
4: season.
2: I would actually play the over on the number. And here's the only reason why. Pat Williams is healthy. Dragic is a good addition. Andre Drummond is a legitimate backup. And I love the fact that they went IO over Kobe for starting point guard. Kobe White's a guy that has to be a bench guy. Some days he scores, some days he turns the ball over seven times. I just like the makeup of the team. Health, of course, is going to be the key. I think they're a team that can make the playoffs. I'd say right now for yes, they're minus 110 to minus 125. No, they're minus 120 to plus 110. So they're right there on the border. I think they're a fifth or sixth team into the playoffs. So I played the over, and I would play the Bulls as a yes to make the playoffs.
3: They're closer to a coin flip on the playoff market than any other team in the NBA. What I would say to you about your points about the Bulls is they don't they don't have a consistent point guard that's going to bring it every single night. DeRozan would have to match what he did last year, which I don't see. And you better get more from Levine if you want to be in the postseason in that East.
2: Levine just got signed to the contract. I think he's a guy health. Yes, is going to be the concern. I yep. think Vooch is the key for them this year. I think Vooch is a guy yeah. that is st- was still trying to find his own last year. There were some days he'd go off and and you're going to know that there's weeks at a time that he will be a double, double machine for you. But I think once he gets settled into this offense even a little bit more, and they can stay healthy together, which they couldn't do last year, I do think there's going to be a lot of positives from this team.
3: All right, very good. It's exciting times in sports and sports betting. What about the horses?
2: All right, so three horses, all of them at Hawthorne. Uh, we had a win, a second and a third last week, so made some money. Race three on Saturday, but the four of war across the board, a nice horse and a nice stakes race, race. And race five, but the two Alclani across the board. And race six on the turf, bet the four Stallone across the board and make some money for the NFL Sunday, Joe.
3: Jim Miller of Hawthorne Racecourse, at Hawthorne, a gym on Twitter. Thank you so much, Jim. Enjoy the rest of the baseball playoffs because I know I am.
2: Oh, it's so much fun, Joe, and let's see what happens next week.
3: Come on, Phillies, need you. We gave it out over the summer here on Early Odds, taking them 50-1 to to win the World Series, 25-1 to for the pennant after they fired Joe Girardi. We previewed Bears-Patriots with Sam Panjanovic earlier in the hour, and there are a couple other angles that I'd like to mention from that contest. And it's a Saturday process. I'll let you know exactly where we stand with this week's Super Contest NFL picks. We're 60% on the season. You've got early odds with Joe Ostrowski on 670 The Score and worldwide on the Odyssey app. Score listener line is open 24-7, 365, and powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. This is Early Odds with Joe Ostrowski, 670 the score. Find me on Twitter, at Joe Ostrowski. Bears, 8-point underdogs at BetMGM for Monday night in Foxborough against the Patriots. There are sharper offshore sports books that can sometimes signal a move. Well, those spots are already at New England, minus nine. Not a big surprise. I wonder if this one gets to double digits in a couple of days. We're on a five-game streak of hitting the over for rushing yards on Bears opposing running backs. And since Damian Harris practiced in full yesterday, looks like the Pats are going to have not only Ramondre Stevenson, but also Harris, which will bring down those prop numbers once they all get posted. Fading Justin Fields against a Belichick defense makes a lot of sense. Looking forward to checking out passing yards, attempts, and completion numbers. The interception number probably going to be way too high. Uh, we've seen it for Fields sometimes up around minus 200, usually there for a reason. Super contest plays. Through six weeks, we have an 8-12 and record, good for 60%. I mentioned the Lions plus seven in Dallas and the Seahawks plus five and a half at the Chargers earlier in the show with my guest, Sam Panjanovich, my contest partner, Paul Aspen, and I agreed on the Patriots minus eight. That number is uh, locked in at eight, even if it does move up. Paul really put me on the Colts plus two and a half at the Titans. Wasn't thinking a ton about that game, but I get it and uh, I agree. So we've got four. Figuring out the last one on that indie side, which we did not address earlier, they've now put together back to back wins, making you think this is normal Colt stuff. Slow starts, and then they figure it out. It seems to happen every single year. Jonathan Taylor back, tight divisional matchup, and you're getting points. Tennessee has one three straight. They're coming off the bye. They look like they could be the frauds. Everyone talking about the Giants are frauds. Well, the Giants are underdogs. But the Titans are favored, and those Titans dead last in net yards per play in the league. Regression coming to Tennessee on those red zone numbers. They're number one with a bullet at a whopping 92%. uh, Impossible to continue at that pace. The last selection, always a struggle. Maybe it'll be the Bucs against an arena-type team in Carolina. Maybe the Browns in a divisional matchup getting a bunch of points or possibly the Falcons, the only team a perfect 6-0 ATS, always end up splitting hairs on that final one. One other note, a few days ago the Niners were 25-1 to to win the Super Bowl. Now they're in the 15-1 range after trading for Christian McCaffrey, if healthy. That's the best non-QB offensive trio in the NFL, if healthy. Always the case uh, with those Niners. They're getting a bunch of key components back for tomorrow's Chiefs game. Carolina going to do everything they can to get the league's worst record tanking alive and well in the NFL. All right, I'm out of time, and we've got Inside the Clubhouse on deck. Back tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. right here on The Score for BetMGM Game Day with Jason LaComfora and Devin Caney. Hear me weekdays, 8 to 11 a.m., BetQL Daily, podcast available, and if you can catch it live, 105.9 FM, hd 2 and the Odyssey app via the BetQL network. Cash those tickets and keep it locked here on 670 The Score.